Talk Radio Number two of the Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause as we come to you on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Uh, we begin our number two of the broadcast. Of course, Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg uh, uh, succumbs to her battle against pancreatic cancer. She dies at age uh, 87. Hillary Clinton, Hillary Clinton on Twitter, J. Doc, uh, said Justice Ginsburg paved the way for so many women, including me. There will never be another like her. Uh, thank you, RBG. Coming up on our show tonight, I want to jump right to uh, Sam Pond. Uh, Sam is uh, an officer of the court. Uh, Sam, I consider you to be um, one of the most powerful attorneys in the country. Um, and uh, I would like to give you uh, our opening minutes together uh, on the show tonight for you to have an opportunity to express some of your thoughts uh, about Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Well, you know, Joe, it, it's, uh, I don't know if I have the words that will really um, express the, the loss that our country has uh, in the passing of Justice Ginsburg. Um, diminutive woman, tiny in stature, Tiny in, her, tiny in her physical presence, but uh, a giant, a giant in the law, a giant of the justice of the Supreme Court in the history of our great Supreme Court, one of the, the three uh, pieces of our government. Uh, she was just a public servant that worked tirelessly on behalf of the American people. Look, she, you have to realize that she took a stand uh, on many, many issues. She also reached across the bench. You know, we now have this almost political divide. We used to say we reach across the bench to the, to the other party in our legislative bodies, but it's become that way in our, in our judiciary. But she would reach across to the other members of uh, the judiciary of the Supreme Court and reach out to them to try to come up with constitutional evaluations uh, based on the facts that they were presented, whatever that issue may be, and try to work out some sort of uh, ability to compromise in the best interests of our people. And, you know, we, you have a labor show. And when I think about labor, when I think about Philadelphia, when I think about litigators, when I think about trial lawyers, when I think about champions, I think about fighters. I think about people that are willing to fight for what they believe in. I think about people that, you know, if you're not going to stand for anything, you fall for everything. And this little woman, this little woman inspired so many and fought so hard, took on so many battles. She took on fights in her 80s while she was sick from her hospital bed. She would participate in oral arguments. You can go on and on about this great American. Uh, It's been a tragic loss for our country. Uh, We all should be inspired uh, and aspire 
to her memory and her body of work. Well said. Well said, Sam. And her legacy lives on, I mean, forever. Having said that, Sam, uh, you know, we obviously, you know, we're so happy. You're our first individual guest uh, on this program. And I can tell you this, this is like Joe Krause said tonight. Um, this is the launch of the... Of Wait, the- let's set the table for Sam. Oh, go, go ahead, go ahead. Right, let's set the table. Go ahead, uh, Sam, I am no longer uh, <laughs> in title. I am no longer He's the executive fiddle, producer uh, of this show. Uh, <laughs> J-Doc is now sitting in the lead chair, uh, and I'm just oh, trying... My, I'm just trying... Oh, <laughs> I'm oh, just trying... I'm I just miss... Tra- <laughs> listen, I miss when Sam Pond sits... When Sam Pond no, sits... We have, in- we, have, we have another loss. Oh yeah, exactly. God. There you go. But having said that, though, Sam, really, first of all, I miss when Sam's sitting in the lead chair um, and his inspirational monologues are second. And, and by the way, Jay Duck, you'll never sit in that lead chair, dude. Stay yeah. right there. Listen, right. I'm, just keep, I'm keeping it warm. But all having right, said that, say. first of all, Sam, we, we, we want to thank you for, for almost, you know, for five, seven years of making the labor show possible. I mean, without Sam Pond and Pond the Hockey, there's no labor show. That's number one. Um, Sam, if you would, uh, talk about your commitment to labor, because I've never met anybody more passionate than, than Sam Pond about, you know, labor itself and the workers. Well, look, first of all, let me, let me thank Joe, Joe Krause and and Joe Doherty for your great work over these, these years, closing in on a decade of, of a body of work of a labor show that is really unique in the country. Um, and that you've provided this platform for labor, it's, it's, it's monumental, it's significant, uh, and you, you need to be thanked for it. And, and thanks to both of you for your, your commitment to making sure the voice of the, the working men uh, and, and women of our region, of our city, and of our country uh, get out there. You know, labor, and you, you know, Joe, you say, well, what, why, why is anyone committed to labor? We, first of all, the, the collective bargaining agreement, the ability to collectively bargain, is at the very root of our democracy. It's a very when I say our democracy, it's a very very important that we allow to have the, the working people have a voice. And organized labor has allowed us to continue to have a middle class. If it, if we didn't have a collective bargaining agreement, if we didn't have uh, the labor laws that we have, if we don't have organized labor, if we don't have the building trades, if we don't have leaders like. Johnny Dock and Wayne Miller and Johnny Kane, on and on and on in this region. By the way, the union members that I've just mentioned could be CEOs of Fortune 500 companies. They're that good. They're that good. Their health and welfare programs that they've created, the pension funds that they've created, the investment back into the community, uh, their organizational skills, um, their culture of hard work, about being a great mechanic. And what I mean by being a great mechanic is think about the apprentice programs that we have mm-hmm. in, in our labor unions. You talk about you know, college debt. Some of these kids don't want to go to college. They should go to college. Where are the vocational schools? Well, in organized labor, in the building trades in Philadelphia, we have that built in. Right. We have those voc schools built in. They, they, they train good mechanics, good workers, making sure they come to work and really do a great job for that employer. So there's so much to be said about, about labor. But I also think, you know, we start, we, we, we're in these times now where we've got so much fear. We've got so much ignorance. We have to be fearless. And I, when, I think about, when I think about fearlessness and when I think about 
fighting back. I think about our organized labor. I think about labor all the time because they're there to fight for, for the average person that just wants to go to work, have a decent wage, have benefits, and have a future and hope for them and their family. And you know what, and you know what I love, Sam? Uh, you know, you listen to Pat Eiding. Pat Eiding talks about um, fighting for those with a collective bargaining agreement that you uh, cherish so much and those without one. F- uh, labor speaks for those who can't speak for themselves. And you know what I love? You do the same thing. You know, you make sure. I can't tell you how many, how many union leaders I talk to on a weekly basis. And when they talk about their injured workers, the first two words come out of their mouth are pond and lahaki. And the fact of the matter is, is that, you know, like I've said to you before, and I say this to the people, you know, we have labor leaders representing our, our, our members and our workers, and then we have Sam Pond representing our injured workers. And either way, in my, not even my humble opinion, in the opinion of many, we're in good hands. So I want to thank you, Sam, for well, everything. Listen, it's an honor and a privilege to be in the show, and it's an honor and a privilege to represent all of labor. And I can tell you that, you know, it's just it's such a, it, it just rings my bell to, to represent union members and those that are injured. And, and you guys, uh, thanks for having me. And, uh, you know, uh, another seven plus, 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 uh, keep, keep going. And, uh, boy, what a joy to be with you guys. Uh, good stuff. We, we, we thank you so much, Sam. We uh, really appreciate it. Good stuff from Sam Pond, kicking us off here uh, on the Labor Show as we come to you on Talk Radio 1210 uh, WPHT. Uh, Wendell Young will be with us. Chris Woods will be with us. Uh, 8 o'clock hour, John Doherty for the full hour. That will be a great conversation. Uh, must listen radio as well. Uh, Sam, thanks a million, brother. Uh, we will uh, connect with you uh, on the other side. Back in a moment. Portions of tonight's edition of The Labor Show are sponsored by Plumbers Local 690, Sheet Metal Workers Local 19, Iron Workers Local 401, and SEIU Local 32BJ District 1201. This whole nonsense about not giving workers the right to organize with so-called right to work, that's bad. Something like that comes to my desk, I'll be to it, not just because I'm a Democrat, not just because I'm pro-labor, but because I know for a fact that's not very smart. And back here on the Labor Show as we come to you uh, on a Saturday night here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Uh, we're now into our second hour, J-Doc, of the live show tonight. Three hours uh, of the show tonight. We're here until 9 o'clock. Uh, special thanks to Sam Pond for uh, kicking off uh, hour uh, number two. And as we bring in uh, not only uh, a labor leader who's going to join us now, sure. uh, but certainly J-Doc, a gentleman that we're going to have a lot of fond memories uh, of because he sat in the lead chair uh, on, on this show uh, and, and and it was so nice to have him and I know deep down inside Jay Doc our next guest uh, is thrilled uh, that we are now two hours every Saturday uh, instead of one. Hey Chris uh, how are you my friend? I'm doing well, and I miss you guys, man. How you guys doing, man? Well, well we're doing great. And, and by the way, you know as well as I do that the big chair is just I'm, – I'm, I'm just warming it up for you, buddy. Plus, when you left the show, let me just say this. Not only did we lose greatness, 
But we also the average height of the of the crew here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we got right, a lot smaller. But right down the tubes. So <laughs> no doubt about that. We we we're back to having a complex. But Chris, we want to uh, obviously thank. This is a celebration, a show to celebrate. You know, our, our you know going to two hours tonight's a three hour special, and obviously we want to thank you for you know being with us you know for so many years and you know knowing that you're always going to be with us and you're 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 an integral part of the show, but. Um, Talk to us about, and, and our listeners, you know, within the context of the show, how important it is to get the word out of what labor's all about. Um, I think it's truly important, and that's why um, I'm excited to be here with you guys tonight. I'm excited to see you guys move to uh, two hours instead of an hour. I think, um, you know, there's a lot that goes on um, in the labor movement that we really need to get the word out about and uh, make sure that your listeners um, understand uh, our fights and our efforts that sometimes people don't always uh, understand or, or, or know the true uh, uh, messaging or, or, or the true issues of what's really happening around some of our uh, organized men and women in the city of Philadelphia. And so to have a platform like this show to be able to do that is, is, is really important, and uh, we don't take it for granted. And, again, I, I appreciate you guys on behalf of our members, but I, I really appreciate you guys on behalf of all of the labor movement, man. And um, you guys have been a great platform to allow us to bring um, a lot of our messaging and a lot of our issues right to your listeners. And um, a lot of it has um, been able to to change a lot of things for us just by just by having this platform. So congratulations to you guys. It's a job well done. Um, you guys definitely deserve to continue to grow and be bigger and bigger. And if you guys continue to grow and be bigger and bigger, that's only making the labor movement stronger and bigger and bigger in the city of Philadelphia and in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. So I appreciate you guys. Well, I mean, we appreciate that, Chris, and, and you've, you've helped put us here. And having said that, uh, you know, you represent individuals, men and women, um, the health care workers uh, who are on the front lines. Talk about your members right now and, and, and who they are and, hey, with COVID-19 and everything, they're, they're essential workers, and they're on the front lines. 100%. Um, so we represent, at 1199C, we represent all of the major hospitals in the city of Philadelphia. Uh, we have over uh, 80 uh, long-term care and nursing facilities. We also have behavior and mental health within the prison systems. We also have uh, child care and home care statewide in, in Pennsylvania. So we uh, represent a, a number of, of different classifications of workers, and um, all of our members were on the front line during this pandemic. And um, shout out to all of our members because they've done a great job. Um, we started out with a lot of our employers not truly being prepared um, for, for COVID-19, and um, we had to step up. And thank you to everybody who stepped up to provide uh, PPE equipment to um, all of our workers to make sure that they were safe during this pandemic and make sure that they could, um, you know, make it back home to their family. So our folks stepped up and did a hell of a job. And then I also want to give a shout out to our board of trustees because um, we voted during the pandemic to allow for, um, in our long-term care division, we allow for folks to tap into their pensions and, um, you know, be able to get a maximum of $2,000 to just help out for people who may have gotten behind or hours were reduced or shift was eliminated. Uh, we just wanted to do all we could um, to make sure that our folks had what they needed. And, um, you know, I always say, like, in the beginning parts of this uh, uh, of this crazy time, you know, the union hall was almost like a warehouse for um, personal protective equipment and, 
you know, we did what we had to do as a union for our folks, and I appreciate everybody who, who stepped up. And, and more importantly, I appreciate the folks who truly understand the importance of health care workers and how essential we are. But um, not only just us, but all of the, uh, the industries that were on the front lines during this pandemic and who continue to be on the front lines during this pandemic, um, you know, the, who we're, we're opening eyes and people are starting to see um, that we're truly essential workers and, you know, we're, we're here to get the job done. But, you know, we want people to understand it's not easy um, to do the things that we do during this during this difficult time. But we're up for the task and we're going to continue to deliver quality health care to this region and make sure folks have what they need. Chris Woods, the leader of District 1199C. And Chris, I can't help but uh, I can't help but stop and pause to try and understand uh, the tremendous amount of pressure, uh, the tremendous amount of That's life and situations death. that were coming to your phone and coming across your desk minute by minute. Uh, during the early stages uh, of COVID-19 uh, and this pandemic. Um, I think it's a tribute to you. I think it's a, tri- a tribute to the relationship that you have with your members. Um, and I'd love for you if you'd speak about it for just a minute, um, you know, about just how tough that was. It was um, incredibly tough. Um, and again, I would like to, you know, shout out the, the team and my staff. Um, we all stepped up and tried to evolve and and the membership had to evolve as well because you know our men and women are used to us having access to facilities and being able to see people on a regular basis Um, and sometimes that gives a sense of comfort and and so now when you have to provide comfort and it's remotely um, and we're not able to to actually you know touch our members see our members physically um, it it brings even more um, discomfort to those folks but uh, they knew that we were with them every step of the way. I mean, we, we, we did everything possible that we could do to make sure that people felt like they were still represented, the contracts were still in place. And number one, that their safety was at the forefront of everything that we were trying to do. And um, I think we did a really good job, and I think the members did a great job. Unfortunately, we did lose, you know, a high number of folks being on the front lines. Um, we had a high number of people who contracted covid um, throughout this this pandemic, um, but the members still stayed strong and still tried to deliver quality health care to this region and make sure that our folks were, um, you know, safe and sound, and also make sure that they were able to make it back to their to their families and provide, you know, safety to them because we didn't want people to, you know, be bringing uh, the virus back home and, and just spreading it even more. And so our members did a great job of making sure that they, you know, did every followed every precaution to make sure that you know, folks with, that they were safe and that their families were safe. And um, I'm really proud of the work that our members at 1199C was able to provide during this um, this really, really difficult time and this unforeseen times for us. And, you know, we, we, we did a hell of a job. Having said that, you got a, you're right. you got a great board of directors. It's a great team there. And I want them to know, because I've seen firsthand, how hard you're working with your team on behalf of the members during this life and death time. One of the things we got coming up, Chris – is an election. I think we all know that. And, you know, not only are you, you know, an outstanding labor leader in, on representation of your of your members, but also you're at the forefront of, of uh, you know, getting out the vote. What What is, is going on there? And talk about how important um, November, you know, November 3rd is. 
it's the most this is the most crucial election that we've had in our times and so we're doing every everything that we can possibly do to change who we have in the White House currently. I currently have uh yard signs and posters and everything in my car. I'm giving them out to anybody I pass, whether you're union, whether you're just in the community, because I'm trying to get people to understand that this is a crucial election. I'm trying to make sure that we get everybody to participate and not stay on the on the sidelines. And, and I'm really trying to get people to understand that we have to change this narrative that um, voting doesn't matter or it doesn't affect me. I don't see the connection. And we are trying to do that every step of the way. Um, there's, this is a difficult time for us because obviously we have the pandemic, so um, it's limited in you know that door-to-door contact that we normally would have have happened. So we've stepped up our digital ads, we've stepped up social media. We're going to be having a, a huge phone banking effort um, that's getting ready to kick off. That um, we're going to be calling our members, making sure that they're registered. I'm also going to be a part of. Um, with a lot of influential African-American men in the city of Philadelphia where we're going to be challenging black men to vote, Um, and we're going to have some goals around registering uh, black African-American men to really understand that if we're going to be true leaders in our community, then voting has to matter, and we have to lead by example. So I'm going to be calling on some of our leaders. Some of them are labor leaders, and some of them are just regular leaders within the community, but I'm going to be leading that effort. Um, coming soon, and we're getting ready to make a huge announcement around that, and maybe even um, we'll get a chance to come back on the show and 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 plug that message and and really push on people to really really get out to vote and do not do not do not sit on the sidelines on November the third because we have everything riding on this, and this is not just the union piece. We have everything that's riding on this on all of our rights, all of our government assistance programs that people take advantage of is riding on the line in this election. And so we got to make sure that people do not sit on the sidelines. And I'm committed um, not only doing that for our members, but I'm committed to the community as well. And um, we're going to make sure we do that. Chris, our platform is your platform. You know that. I want to thank you not only for what you do for the show, but for what you do for your members and for what you do for, for the community. Um, you know, you're, you're a big voice. We appreciate you here. And, and uh, again, we're obviously going to have you back on uh, for a full show uh, before November 3rd. And we want to thank you for joining us uh, on, our, on our inaugural two-hour broadcast. Chris Woods, President of 1199C. Thank you so much, pal. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you guys for having me. You got uh, it, my friend. Good stuff with Chris Woods. Absolutely. And, J-Doc, I, uh, I, I guess in a world when you become president and you have that much responsibility. Oh, yeah. Um, Lives, you're, man. You're on 24-7. Uh, you think about the magnitude of the job that Chris Woods is doing oh. with 1199C. We'll get to a commercial break here uh, on The Labor Show with J-Doc and Krause as we roll along. Wendell Young is going to join us on the other side of the break. Back in a moment. Portions of tonight's edition of The Labor Show are sponsored by Sprinkler Fitters Local 692, Iron Workers Local 405, and Steam Fitters Local 420. We're going to try to work with Republicans in a bipartisan way to find solutions to what really is not working. 
And back here on the Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause. Thanks very much for tuning in on a Saturday night. Special thanks uh, to Chris Woods from 1199C for uh, joining us in the last segment. Of course, Sam Pond, J. Doc, uh, kicking us off. And as we roll along uh, into what is now going to be uh, two hours every Saturday night, one of the great um, one of the great opportunities we now have, J. Doc, sure. is to be able to go to the local unions and introduce uh, the listening audience audience, let them get up close and personal uh, with the labor leaders. We just had a great session uh, with Sheet Metal Workers Local 19. Uh, It was phenomenal. We'll be bringing the listening audience around the Delaware Valley, uh, that show in a couple of weeks. Really, really good stuff. Uh, Super glad to be able to do it uh, and just take the audience to a deeper understanding uh, of how vital and how important our union community is. Absolutely. And and our next guest is a solid example example of that yeah he might about, be he's at the top he's of the, the pyramid somewhere room, right? right yeah absolutely so so uh you know in in, in labor then you know the name wendell young is synonymous with uh you know uh, labor leaders and legendary labor leaders and and as wendell long the third wendell young the third was a, you know a, a legendary uh labor leader in, in throughout our our community and his son wendell young the fourth uh, you know is is no exception either um he's he's a a, a guy who's I'm so happy to have here as part of our celebration. It's going to have so many shows coming up. Wendell, how are you, sir? Hey, good. Uh, thanks for having me on tonight. And uh, by the way, thank you for those nice comments about my dad. I uh, I have been thinking a lot about him lately in these interesting times we, we live in with this uh, particular presidential election, and especially with the passing of uh, Justice Ginsburg. Um, so um, I'd love to have him here in the fight with us, but He's carrying on a different front for us these days. Uh, Absolutely. Well, let me just say this: we thank him for because because you know your father's a big reason why uh, we have some, you know some of the standards that we enjoy today, and and certainly you know he left his mark on you, and you're doing the same for the thousands and thousands of members. One of the things I, I'll, I'll say about you know the, uh, Wendell's the. Uh, President of UFCW 1776. Wendell, if you would, real quick, tell our members, I mean, tell our listeners who you're representing and how many and how big that, uh, you know, your member base is. Well, the way I explain it these days um, is that we represent uh, almost all our members are essential workers uh, in these uh, really challenging times. Um, We represent 35,000 workers throughout Pennsylvania, a little bit of the Hudson Valley, uh, over in the Ohio Valley of West Virginia and Ohio. Um, so we, we crisscross the state. We, we are a very diverse uh, union in all ways. Um, you know, uh, my dad always used to say we're black, white, and galvanized, but it's a lot more complicated than that even today. Sure. We, uh, we have workers in retail. We have workers uh, retail food, the state-wide spirit shops, pharmacies. Uh, we have people that work in institutional uh, uh, fill uh, pharmacies. We have people that work in nursing homes and food processing, slaughterhouses, um, uh, manufacturing, high-tech manufacturing, casinos, um, and and, uh, and and more. Um, but that, that gives you, you know, uh, oh, arenas. You know, where the people that uh, you know help uh, help uh, ready and clean up the uh, the various arenas around the Philadelphia area. How many collective bargaining um, agreements, Wendell? One hundred and ten. Um, different contra- contracts. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, uh, it's, it, it, 
how do you stay on top of it? And by the way, I mean, you know, I can't imagine you sleep more than two hours. A, I know you're talking uh, you know, that many collective bargaining hours. I know you got talk about you know the, you know the, the team and 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 the the uh, the uh, agents across the country. I mean, you got a great organization. Thank you. Appreciate that. But really, attribute it to a couple of things. First of all, the members. Um, you know, the members give us the tools to do the job uh, that they expect us to do for them. Uh, they support us in, in, in our efforts to support them and, our, and the communities they live in. Uh, we have a great uh, uh, army of shop stewards. You know, we have close to 550 shop stewards throughout the local wow. uh, to help service uh, all those members. And uh, while we can't do it now because of, um, you know, the, the blanket of COVID-19, um, we, um, we, we like, you know, every year and a half or two years or so, getting them all together, uh, we do a lot of training of those stewards, uh, throughout the year, but we like getting them all together so they know who each other is, uh, cause there's times where we have to, you know, uh, fight, uh, within companies, but also outside companies, uh, you know, to help, uh, improve our communities. And, and, and then it's, then it comes down to the staff, you know, we have a, uh, you know, a really, you know, high, high performance professional conscientious staff of about 80 people um, that work for the local and more that work for the various health and pension funds and other benefit trusts. Um, so, you know, you're talking about about 150, 175 people altogether um, between the local and its sponsored funds that, um, that, that do a great job every day for our members and, and are always trying to find ways uh, to do more, to do better and to do it, you know, faster and, and, um, and be, be absolute professionals. And, and you know, so uh, while I get to talk with you tonight, um, there's a lot of depth to the organization that goes way beyond me. This is no one person does this. Wendell, talk about some of the challenges that we have in, in labor. Um, what 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 are, are some of the things that we're up against? And talk about, you know, what's important to us, particularly right now. So I, I, I know my time's limited, and I look forward to coming on in a later show in a longer segment. But, you know, right now I can't think of anything that's more important than this presidential election and the down-ballot races in the, in the U.S. Senate. Although Pennsylvania, you know, we're not in play in the Senate, but we are in a lot of congressional races and state house legislature and local elections. Every one of those elections is very important. And, you know, everybody, especially workers, um, need to be focused on this and, and, and vote for you know, don't vote for your party's candidate because someone told you to. Don't vote because you thought a commercial was good or bad or a debate was good or bad. Look what people are really about, what they stand for. And vote for the people that are for you and your families, working families. And, that, and that's what I urge people to do, to vote for themselves. Don't vote for, for somebody else. Don't vote to make more rich people richer than they can ever imagine. Uh, vote for themselves. And, and to that uh, uh, a question um, as of last night, um, this is even more important because of, um, you know, I, I feel terrible for, uh, you know, Justice Ginsburg's family. You know, um, she just passed last night. Everyone knew she was old and, and sick, but um, I think it's very disturbing that we're immediately into talking about replacing her when she sure. only just passed away last night to, saw, to, to, to fit some political uh, equation. And, and this is going to be an ugly, ugly uh, thing. But, it, you know, politics and judicial decisions affect everything um, that every one of us goes through from cradle to grave. And so while some workers want to be able to say, you know, I don't want to talk politics or I don't want my money used for politics. Well, it affects everything, including 
your right to bargain for a contract, what things you can bargain. Look at what look at what this Trump uh, labor board did just recently. They, the labor board issued directives that um, any issues around COVID-19 are not the subject of mandatory bargaining. That's outrageous. Think about that. So for any worker, especially my members who are almost all the few exceptions are essential workers, um, to be told uh, by the Trump administration that we cannot bargain over workplace safety issues related to COVID-19 is absolutely ridiculous. And that's just we don't have time right now for me to go through all the examples. But that's a really simple current event example. Why not only does it make a difference um, who we elect for president and Congress and Senate, but who they're going to appoint to the Supreme Court, because those kind of things eventually end up at that Supreme Court. Look what happened with the Janus decision uh, and how hurtful that's been to labor. We're going to see a lot more of that. Um, if we don't change who's in the White House, if we don't change leadership in the Senate and, and give more strength to, to the uh, Democrats in the, in the House, we are going to end up with a private sector version of Janus. We're going to have more collective bargaining rights whittled away issue by issue. And if workers want unions to do a better job for them, they have to help us do that job by installing candidates who in turn can install judges that are going to work for them. Otherwise, they're making our job. Uh, almost impossible to work for our members. And and it's interesting because you're a big voice. And by the way, we, you know, we have a number of shows coming up before the election uh, with, with Wendell. And having said that, how, I mean, one of our goals is, and exactly what you, is, is getting our labor union members to understand um, what affects them and voting in their best interest of their, of, of their economics and, and their jobs. Uh, I mean, that, you know, and understanding the issues because last time they went across party lines, and this time they got to understand, you know, that when you're voting, you're voting not for president, you're voting for the Supreme Court, and you're, and 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 understanding that you you know you can vote for who you want to. This is America, but voting in your in your best economical interest for your family, so you have a job. Exactly. Uh, should exactly. should yeah, should be in 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 your mind when you're doing it. Well, and, and like another recent example, just in this is in recent weeks, you know, the United States um, uh, Department of Agriculture sets line speeds for food production facilities, especially poultry and and um, slaughterhouses, pork and, and beef slaughterhouses. We represent workers in all those areas. The Trump administration just recently proposed um, line speed increases in poultry plants, poultry plants at 140 birds per minute are already very dangerous places because of repetitive strain injuries and and it's well documented it's not not just somebody you know trying to huff and puff um um and and uh, no pun intended but feather bed for workers they're very dangerous places where many people find themselves unable to work uh, unable to work and lose the use of their hands and wrists and, and arms for for a lifetime and and they want to raise it to 175 birds per minute it, it, you cannot you cannot work on those lines safely at the current 140 let alone 175. Donald Trump thinks that's a good idea. Let him don the right equipment and go into a poultry plant. He wouldn't make it past the first half hour. He wouldn't make it. He couldn't take it. You let all these people that go in there and work 8, 10, 12 hours a day, 6 days a week, 52 weeks a year. He wouldn't make it 30 minutes. Absolutely. Wendell Young, president of UFCW 1776. 
helping us kick off J-Doc, uh, the start of our expansion now, two hours every Saturday night, uh, and as you had mentioned, uh, coming up over the next six weeks uh, leading into what will be uh, the election on November 3rd, uh, a lot of good programming lined up with uh, Wendell. And Wendell, we thank you for jumping on here and being a part uh, of not only tonight, but just, just everything you do. When I sit back and I watch and I listen and I learn and, you know, I it, it, it's just an amazing thing what you do, sir. And I'm appreciative of you um, sharing just a little bit of it, uh, not only with us and with the union community, um, but with those in the Delaware Valley who are not union, who don't know Wendell Young, who don't know what you stand for. And I'm glad they're finally getting a chance to to do that well look thanks everybody be safe wear a mask keep your distance wash your hands we can beat this work together thank you wendell we really appreciate it we All look right. forward to talking to you in a couple weeks uh, awesome night yeah take good care. stuff the thanks. labor show Bye. here on talk radio 1210 wpht we'll take our final break of our number two back in a moment Portions of tonight's edition of The Labor Show are sponsored by IATSE Local 8, District 1199C, and News Guild 10. And we're back here on The Labor Show along with uh, J. Doc M. Joe Krause, hour number two of a three-hour special tonight here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Uh, first, I want to thank Sam Pond. Oh, yeah. uh, then I want to thank Chris Woods. Uh, and then Wendell Young just finishing up uh, our last segment. Uh, pretty good way, J. Doc, to oh, yeah. open up or to kick off uh, our launch of the two-hour uh, program. Where every, Tonight it's three hours, but moving forward, Every week, every Saturday, uh, the Labor Show, 6 to 8 p.m., and we are always live. Absolutely. And, and, and by the way, and let's not forget the Boilermakers from hour number one, the Boilermakers Union. It was um, what an impacting the so-called, uh, you know, a Green New Deal, which is uh, r- ridiculous. And it's so important, I think, for Americans to understand uh, and, and, and uh, you know, our, our, our voice throughout the Delaware Valley. Yeah, I want to make sure that, that uh, J-Doc, and I do want to make sure you reference the Boilermakers, I do want to make sure that the podcast of that hour yeah. um, well, not yeah. only gets out to all of their members. I can find it at radio.com. Yeah, but I want it to get out. I want people to listen to that. Oh, yeah. You know, and I use myself as, a, as the perfect example of why you should – 40 minutes of the conversation of our of that hour today with the Boilermakers, I had no idea yeah, well, listen, of those details. Yeah, Amazing no, stuff. I mean, you're, you're, you're John Bland, you know, who's the business manager of Local 13 here in Philadelphia, um, is, is such a good man. And, you know, I'm, I'm proud to call him, you know, uh, somebody I respect and, and a labor leader in Philadelphia and a friend. Um, and a friend to working people, but you, you can see the strain on his face, how much he cares about his members and having to face them and, and, and knowing. I mean, it's almost, uh, you know, when you listen to that, that the general public needs to know what we potentially could be up against. So um, I'm, I'm, and I'm, I'm ecstatic about, you know, having those guys on and being able to promote that issue, which we're going to do, uh, you know, throughout the year. So it's a big deal. You know, one of the things we heard in that hour with the Boilermakers was uh, John Bland, um, uncensored, raw, uh, in front of a microphone, uh, doing a... PSA spot. Oh yeah, for, for labor cares for, spot for, for labor cares, um, 
and you can feel it and hear it in his voice, how real it was. Uh, I'm going to interview you for a minute. Tell me about Labor Cares. I'm excited about it. Labor Cares is our our addiction initiative. Um, You know, our labor leaders are combating addiction. Um, Labor's got all kinds of resources that... um, that already exist, and we're promoting those resources. And you know, we're going to have a uh, we're going to have a an 800 number, uh, the Labor Cares uh, Addiction Helpline. Um, and lab- one thing about labor unions, they they have their programs. So if a labor union member calls us, they go to the program that they're going to. But this is is you know, it's not only about labor union members; it's about labor union members and our families helping other families in need. And so it's a great program. Uh, we have a addiction prevention program for our injured workers, uh, which is a really, really big deal. Uh, Sam Pond, by the way, has been very influential in, in, in our injured workers initiatives. Um, you know, like I said during our, our interview, uh, Sam is, uh, you know, and Pond the Hockey, are, uh, you know, they go hand in hand with injured workers and in, in helping injured workers. Um, so our, our labor cares program um, is, 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 you know, focused on addiction prevention and also those who already who are addicted and who, and who want help. All right, rev yourself back up, J-Doc. We have one hour to go. We got couple the big dog. A yeah, couple dog. of minutes left uh, in the show. Two Coming things up. I want to cover before we tease what's going on uh, in hour number three of the show. Uh, shout out and a special thanks to Kala Dr. Plus, yep. uh, who has been a partner of ours. Um, Hank Christensen uh, came to us um, through uh, Bill Ross Bill from Ross. the newspaper uh, from the newspaper Guild, who introduced and brought us together. Uh, Christine Bonaducci's been phenomenal, sure. and I want to thank Kala uh, Doctor Plus. And then uh, a big shout out, of course, to uh, Jim Stevenson of Jim. Chapman Ford. Get on to the know uh, Joe Doc. I was there the other day, and. It was so busy at Chapman Ford on the boulevard. Yeah, man. And Jim Stevenson was so busy uh, at the dealership that he only had time for a passing hello. He cares about union workers, and, man, he's taking care of them. And he loves the radio. He he loves being (laughs) on. Yeah, yeah, that's an inside story. that's That's an inside story. And I also want to shout out Pat Eiding. Who's uh, you know we do the, the monthly president's hour and Pat does a great job and we, we really appreciate it. So you talk about Pat I, and now we're going to talk to Johnny Doc. Yeah, tell just, me about the uh, hour number three. Just give me a couple of quick bullet points. We have about a minute and a half. Before yeah, no, we, we get, get the, the opportunity the to have uh, John Doherty, the uh, business manager of Philadelphia Building Trades, uh, for an entire hour. We're gonna. You know, we got a lot to talk about. We're going to talk about, you know, the business manager's report. Uh, you know, we're going to talk, you know, the, the building trades and how, you know, what leaders uh, the build, Philadelphia building trades were in the COVID-19 uh, situation with the pandemic. What's going hey, building on. trades are trendsetters around the country. Oh, I, I can mean, tell you that. Listen, we, we, we know that from the pandemic. I, I, you, you, listen, you know our labor leaders, you know, and, 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 and then our leadership with John Doherty. It doesn't get any better than that and and uh you know uh, you know johnny is is um you know one of the most intuitive one of the most innovative labor leaders ever not just in philadelphia but across the united states of america and so you know how excited we, we, we get when we get the opportunity to have him for a full hour man it's awesome john doherty coming up after the top of the hour Uh, And we thank everybody for staying with us on a Saturday night here on Talk Radio 1210. 
WPHT. Phil back in the studio controlling all of the moving parts. He'll be with us for uh, yet another hour. Uh, In our seven-year history together, J-Doc, on The Labor Show, I don't ever believe that we've crossed the threshold of three hours. hours. (laughs) You're making progress in the radio (laughs) business, sir. Well, well, it's because you got me my Uh, (laughs) M&Ms. That's why I got the energy. That's going to do it uh, for hour number two on behalf of Chris Woods, Wendell Young, Sam Pond, and, of course, my partner, J-Doc. I'm Joe Krause. We'll see you on the other side of 8 o'clock.